With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I close my eyes, I see this thing. It's like this big sign. And the name is in like bright blue neon lights with like purple outline. And this name is just so bright and so sharp that the sign, it just blows up because the name is just so powerful. Softy. You know, I'm sitting here at Jimmy's on first, outside Safeco Field. And... I'm wondering if it's acceptable tonight, Kevin Shockey, for a 44-year-old man to wear a baseball jersey to a baseball game. I, you know, I, is I've that okay? Never, I've never been one that ripped people for wearing jerseys okay. to games. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm the wrong guy to ask. I think absolutely. Well, there's a guy it's sitting fun. here. How old are you, by the way? Me? 47. 30. No, the guy sitting oh. here next to me has got a Mariner jersey on as well. Do you wear that all the time or just on special nights like tonight? You wear it a lot. Okay. Well, that's the difference between you and me. I don't wear mine a lot, Shockey. This guy wears his all the time. Yeah. But I, I think on a night like this when your favorite player is getting a statue dedicated to him, yeah. pull it out. Now, I'd, I'd, I'd like to pull out the jersey that I had when I was 16 years old, but somebody ripped it off from the Korean dry cleaner in Mill Creek. So Jerks. I got nothing. Yeah. So if you see a guy walking around with a 30-year-old Ken Griffey Ju- a Jr. jersey with a stain on the left shoulder, that's mine. Okay? Grab it. Yeah. And they made up for it. They bought me a new one. But you know the drill. It's, yeah, it's, it's a new sucks. one. But it's, 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 it's not mine. It's not the same. Yep. It's not the one that I wore when I was a kid. So anyway, yeah, if you, uh, if you uh, get on down here to Jimmy's, I, uh, I am uh, sporting the Ken Griffey Jr. jersey with the Hall of Fame patch because – I think tonight's going to be a fun night. And you know what's funny about that is I was actually all set here to talk about the Marshawn Lynch story. And we're going to have Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk uh, joining us in a few minutes from here, about six minutes from now. And he'll talk about the Marshawn Lynch story, what he knows. I can just tell you guys uh, from my perspective, I got a text from Marshawn's agent, Doug Hendrickson, about 45 minutes ago. And he said there is no deal. So, all right, do with that what you will. It Mm. certainly sounds like and it certainly feels like Marshawn's going to go back to the Raiders at some point and play for Oakland. Obviously, he's not signing a contract with the Raiders until the Hawks officially technically let him out of the deal with them. So I could see how maybe an agent would want to make sure that people understand that, hey, Marshawn has not signed with the Raiders yet. Wasn't there a report out that he actually had signed with the Raiders? It certainly was. Yeah, and if the Hawks haven't let him out of his deal, then that means technically Marshawn is signed and is under contract with two different teams (laughs) at the same time. So, look, I I don't believe that because I don't think that Doug Hendrickson would allow that to happen. I mean, Doug Hendrickson is his longtime agent. He represents a lot of guys on the Seahawks, including Michael Bennett. He's got a bunch of guys on the Huskies now, including Sidney Jones and Elijah Qualls. If he's not allowed to sign with somebody else because he's technically still under contract with the Seahawks, I don't think Doug Hendrickson is going to allow him to do that. But do I believe they're talking? Yeah, I do. Do I believe that they have a deal in principle for Marshawn to play for the Raiders next year? Yeah, I do. And here I am the last couple minutes telling you I was all set to talk about Marshawn as if I was going to imply I was going to talk about something else. And guess what I'm doing now? I'm talking about Marshawn Lynch for crying out loud. Because Mike Florio will join us in five minutes, but I was all I was thrown off kilter. 
is I have all these thoughts with Marshawn, you know, uh, swimming around my head. Yeah. And I'll give you my take on it in a second. And then I jumped on the web and I looked at the bullpen numbers for the Mariners so far oh. after 10 games. I mean, it is unbelievable. Like, shockingly bad. I had no idea. Did you know how bad their numbers were I mean, before I been, told you? They've been terrible, but that on-base, like, I, I expected it to be terrible with, with the other stuff, but the yeah. the on-base percentage yeah. that you quoted to me well, was shockingly First horrific. of all, yeah, first of all, the, the, the pitching staff is 14th in the American League in ERA, okay, mm-hmm. 14th overall. The starters are 4th in the American League in ERA. And the reason why the Mariners are so bad overall as a staff is because the bullpen has a 7.71 ERA and is 14th overall in the American <laughs> League. That's 28th in baseball. You think about how bad that is, by the way? That's not even the worst in the bigs. There's two teams that are worse than them. Kansas City's at 7.8, and the Cardinals are at 7.86. So for as bad as they've been, the Cardinals and Royals are even worse. But look at these numbers, though. Batting average against, against the Mariner bullpen. In 10 games so far this year, opponents are hitting 348 off the Mariner bullpen, okay? On-base percentage. Opponent on-base percentage against versus the Mariner bullpen, 396. Opponent OPS against the Mariner bullpen, 900. How about the whip against this Mariner bullpen? That's walks and hits per inning. They are literally averaging almost two base runners per inning at 1.81 with that bullpen. Oh my goodness. I mean that is, you know what? And you and and you wonder why they're 2 and 8. Hello. There you go. You That's know? why we're 2 and 8. That's so, why we have the second worst record in, in baseball right now because the bullpen couldn't get this 49-year-old guy wearing his freaking Griffey jersey out sitting here on his 15th Long Island at Jimmy's across the street. One of my favorite things to do when we talk about opponent numbers when we're talking about how bad a baseball uh, a pitcher is yeah. or maybe how good they are, usually how bad they are. <laughs> do you know how many players in their career that have had a minimum of 3,000 plate appearances have a career batting average of 348 or higher? Um, like one. Four. Yeah. And yeah. it's Ty Cobb, yeah. Rogers Hornsby, right. Shoeless Joe, and Lefty O'Doul. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that is really unbelievable, you know? And it's, I mean, it's just the fact that they are getting tatered, okay? I mean, we, uh, we mentioned there that there's two teams in baseball that have a worse ERA than the Mariner bullpen, but uh, nobody in baseball has a worse batting average against in, uh, in baseball. Mm. They are just getting tattooed by the opponent. So when you saw the news that Dylan Overton, God bless him, he's a new daddy, Going back down to Triple A Tacoma, and Tony Zick is coming up. I've never been this excited to see a freaking middle reliever get activated off the DL to pitch in our bullpen. And the middle reliever Honestly. that we, we don't even know a lot about Tony Zick either. Let's we be don't. honest. We're, we're excited about him because of what the other option well, is. Well, you're excited about him because you don't know if he sucks yet. That's why you're excited <laughs> well, about we, him. We've actually okay? seen him do good things, yeah, too. Right. So this is yeah. a little better than just we know he doesn't suck. Yeah, but, I but guess. But the... the, uh, the the bar to get over is Unbelievable. Uh, is pretty low. Unbelievable. Well, look, I mean, you're 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 uh, you're, you're talking about a baseball team, and we'll talk to Bill Kruger about this at 4:20 as well. And my conversation, if you missed it yesterday in the first segment with Ken Griffey Jr., obviously he's the man of the hour, getting the old statue dedicated to him that happened actually yesterday. And I was driving in this morning or this afternoon, and there's already a bunch of fans, you know, taking photos, uh, a bunch of birds sitting on his head outside Safeco Field. So if you're in the area, stop by in the corner, Edgar and Dave, and check out the Griffey statue at you because it's marvelous. We're going to hear from number 24 at about 545 tonight, but this is a baseball team that has had the lead in seven of ten games they've played this year, and they've blown five of the seven, and they're two and eight overall. 
So is it early? Yeah, it's early. It's freaking April 14th, for God's sakes. Of course it's early. But is it early if you get swept by the Rangers and you're 2-11 on Monday? Is it early if you lose seven straight and you're 2-15 in a week from now on Friday? I mean, at some point, there's going to be a hole that you can dig for yourself that is just way too big to get out of. And it won't even matter how early it is. I mean, look, it's April the 14th, but if they were 0-10, that may feel like too big of a hole. It, you know, if they, if, they, if they keep this thing going, they may just dig themselves right out of a playoff race before the first month of the year is even over. So, look, I, I, I'm, just, uh, I'm glad to see Zick back. This offense has been better. There's no doubt about it. You know, five runs should be enough to win a baseball game. But, my God, man, you blow a 9-3 lead on Sunday. You blow a 5 nothing uh, lead on, uh, on uh, Wednesday. The Astros score 10 consecutive runs. Maybe yesterday's day off was the thing this team needed, which is crazy to say because uh, they've played 10 freaking games and already need a, need a damn day off. But maybe they do need a day off. All right, we'll get back to this at some point. But a guy joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline who was the first to report, I believe almost a year ago, that Marshawn Lynch was thinking about playing football again. They mocked him. They laughed at him. Nobody's laughing now, baby. Our buddy Mike Florio from the NFL and NBC ProFootballTalk.com joining us on the radio program. Michael, how are you, pal? Doing great, buddy. How are you? Uh, nice job in the Lynch story from a year ago. You were on it, pal. What are you making what's happening right now? What's the latest from your perspective that you can share with us? Well, you know, the only predictable thing about Marshawn Lynch is that he thrives on unpredictability. Multiple reports surface that there's a deal in place between him and the Raiders contingent on a trade between the Seahawks and the Raiders. And... Lynch goes to Twitter in his own unique, colorful way and suggests that nothing is done. And when S gets real, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> this was after last night when he had that cryptic tweet, thankful, thank God, I'm thankful, whatever that may be. No, yes, Lord. Yes, yes Lord. Lord, I'm thankful. Yeah. And, yeah. and look, Twitter makes sense. I started following him immediately after the story first emerged four weeks ago that a return was imminent because that's how he retired. And so that would make sense as to how he would unretire. He likes to control the message. I see two issues here. First of all, getting the kind of contract from the Raiders that compensates him not just to be a tailback, but also to be a guy who sells tickets, who sells jerseys, who generates excitement and helps the Raiders get the fans in Oakland to set aside for now the reality that before too long, three years, two years, one year from now, they're going to pack up the trucks and they're going to move to Las Vegas. This is a good palate cleanser mm. and a way to get people, because we've never had this before where there's multiple, potentially multiple lame duck seasons before a team relocates. Typically they leave after the season or, as we saw in Cleveland, word breaks in November and all hell breaks loose between November and late December. So that's one issue. But the other issue is, the Seahawks-Raiders angle. I understand Reggie McKenzie, the GM in Oakland, and John Schneider, the Seattle GM, have a good relationship. They shared an office in Green Bay, yada, yada, yada. But if I'm the Raiders, if I'm Mark Davis and I own the team, I say, wait a minute, explain to me how this whole reserve-retired list works again. Okay, so if Marshawn Lynch unretires, he shows up, he's on the books immediately for the Seahawks for $9 million in 2017. And how much cap space do they have? Less than $10 million. Okay. And yeah. they don't want him, right? Right. They don't want him. Okay, so why are we talking about a trade? Just show up like Brett Favre did in 2008 yep. with the Packers. Now, yep. the Packers were content then to play it out. It all comes down to 
Who is more willing to play this thing out? And if the Seahawks say, fine, we'll play it out, Marshawn gets $9 million Mm -hmm. to be one of five tailbacks in 2017. (laughs) Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, Mike Florio, again, is happening on the show. And, Mike, just so you know, you do with this what you will. I got a text from Doug Hendrickson, who is Marshawn's agent, about an hour ago and said there is no deal with the Raiders. Uh, Doug, by the way, is in Costa Rica, so he's doing all his work from uh, from Central America. But do you believe in your heart, honestly, that Marshawn, because there were reports that said that Marshawn had signed, quote-unquote, with the Raiders when he hasn't been let out of his contract yet with the Seahawks. I got a hard time imagining that happening, don't you? Well, and that's an inartful phrasing at best from Mike Silver of NFL Media. And I don't know where in the world this stuff is coming from and what kind of mixed signals are being sent around. And you know what? I've got a feeling, and I'm going to get myself in trouble, but what the hell? I've just got a feeling... And this is something that occurred to me yesterday when Ed Werder tried to advance the ball by saying the reinstatement process for Marshawn Lynch has begun when it really hadn't because there's one thing to do to get reinstated. You send a letter to the commissioner saying, I'm coming back, and that hadn't happened yet. But when the, the extra little piece was thrown onto the pile by Ed Werder that Marshawn will play for the Raiders or the team that Richard Sherman ends up being traded to – Yeah. I think Richard may be the fly in this ointment. Oh, oh. I think he may be spreading misinformation, probably unwittingly, <laughs> and people are running with it. I just have a weird feel. Wouldn't that make sense? Wouldn't that God. make sense? Because what else would people be accepting as gospel truth and going with it? How is Mike Silver and all these other people going with something that is blatantly inaccurate unless Doug Hendrickson is lying to you yeah. and unless Marshawn Lynch yeah. is lying to everyone? Well, I, I listen, uh, Doug Hendrickson has been around the game a long time, represents a lot of players, a lot of them from the Bay Area. He's got Michael Bennett. He's got a bunch of guys on Washington's roster that will be drafted in the draft in a couple weeks. I just can't imagine him allowing Marshawn to sign a contract when he still is technically under contract with the Seahawks, unless Marshawn did this on his own or unless, as you said, it's nonsense. Well, now, they have permission, the Raiders do, to talk to, talk to with Marshawn Right, Lynch. but not to sign they, him yet. No, no, but that's like I'm saying, at a minimum, at a minimum, there is, uh, at a minimum, no signed contract. Mm-hmm. The question is, is there a gr- agreement? Yep. What kind of agreement is there? It could be the Raiders think they have a deal. And it could be that Marshawn thinks they don't have a deal. And one thing we know about the NFL, there is no deal until there's a deal. So, you know, it's got to be signed by both sides. It's got to go through. And they've got to relinquish his rights, either by trade or by releasing him from the reserve retired list before it ever becomes yeah. relevant. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a weird situation. Well, Mike Florio with us, and that brings up another topic, obviously, and that's uh, what's going to happen here with, with Richard Sherman, uh, hearing a lot of different reports from a lot of people. Mike Garafalo from, what, the NFL Network, uh, I, I, I think said the price was dropping. Doesn't feel like it is dropping from some other sources, but then there's this idea that Richard and Marshawn could both end up in the Bay Area together playing for the Raiders, which might be part of the reason why you threw the uh, Sherman conspiracy theory out there. But what do you think Richard Sherman's doing in in two weeks from now when the draft has come to an end? Well, I I don't know, but here's what I believe. I believe the price has dropped because Mm. last week Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald reported that the price was a high draft pick and a very good player. And now this week it's Garofolo saying – that it is a first-round pick, and he called it the Revis deal, which is a conditional mid-round pick if Richard Sherman would be on the roster next year, and maybe the condition is signing him to a new contract. Maybe that's the thing that would trigger the mid-round pick in 2018. But that's less 
than what Armando said last week. And Armando's a friend of mine. Look, if anybody thought Armando was wrong, they'd have said so last week. Mm -hmm. The silence in response to his report tells me that it was accurate. So I think what the Seahawks have going on here is a reverse auction where they are going to keep dropping the price to some. I don't know where the minimum is, but they haven't gotten there yet because no one from the Seahawks has declared either directly or off the record to a reporter Richard Sherman is not being traded in oh, yeah. any way, shape, or form. And yeah. Sherman hasn't said a yeah. trade isn't happening. The momentum keeps building. And I think what we need to do, first round of the draft, with every pick, every time the commissioner walks out to the podium, Seahawks fans need to be ready for the commissioner to say <laughs> we have a trade. Seriously, because, Softy, if you're going to do the trade, if you're the Seahawks, and you're going to pick up, let's say, the 18th overall selection from the Titans, let's say that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Because now the Titans have a need. They got rid of Jason McCourty. So let's say that that's what they do. Instead of drafting a corner, they trade for Richard Sherman. The Seahawks don't want that pick until that pick is on the clock. Because if you acquire pick number 18 at pick number 14, yeah. other teams have three spots, three chances, three opportunities to jump you. You always want to control the board if you're going to give up, especially a first-round pick. If you're going to slide into that spot, you want to do it at a time when you control the board and you can't get leapfrog. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's going to make the draft if Richard Sherman is still a Seahawk by Thursday, uh, two weeks from yesterday, every time the commissioner comes up there, as you said, and says, we have A, we'll all be on pins and needles wondering what the hell he's saying. Do you believe this report from Schefter? Because I don't, by the way, Mike, and maybe you do, that this has all been instigated by Sherman because he wants out of here. Well, I don't know what to make of it because if that's true, then Richard Richard's initial reaction when he was asked several weeks ago about the trade talks, he says, I laugh it off. Well, you're laughing at yourself then, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I, look, I think that regardless of the semantics, the two sides have reached a point where they've decided to see what's out there. And at first I thought it was the team sending him a message that he's not untouchable and yep. that he's not irreplaceable and he'd better knock it off with the sideline antics, with the, the stuff that we know about, and there are several things we could point to, And whatever it is that we don't know about that they managed to keep under wraps until after they trade the guy and start leaking all the stuff like Percy Harvin giving Doug Baldwin a black eye before the Super Bowl, right? Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Oh, Golden Tate. Well, Doug Baldwin, Golden Tate. I'm sorry. I got him mixed up. But it was Percy Harvin. The point was it was Percy Harvin. I'm glad you pointed that out because I've been saying Doug Baldwin for the last week and a half. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the point (laughs) is what else has gone on by way of friction between team and player that we don't know about? And have they reached that point where they've decided the time has come to move on? And it sure feels like it. It really does. And look, people last week praised John Schneider for his transparency. Oh, it's great to see a guy who's transparent. He's trying to build a market. Guys are going to be transparent when it's in their interest to be transparent. And Mm -hmm. it's in their interest to be transparent when you're trying to get somebody to offer you something more than the throwaway that they got from the Jets for Percy Harvin. And I think they're going to get something significant for Richard Sherman, Mm. but they're trying to play it to get the most that they can. And I I personally believe, I don't know this, but I believe they're going to take the best deal they can get. Well, if the the Jets deal, Mike, before you go, and Mike Florio again with us, PFT Live, NFL and NBC, ProFootballTalk.com with us on the air as he is every week during the football season. But we like getting a little uh, non-off-season flavor from you. Um... If the Jets deal for Revis, which was the 13th pick and a fourth rounder, which the Jets took on a wide receiver who they cut before September ended, by the way, if that's not good enough, what kind of deal do you think is out there that might eclipse that for Sherman? Higher draft pick than 13th overall? I I don't know that it's got to be more than 13th. Look, I don't Mm. know. It's if they're motivated to sell. It's going to be whatever they can get. Yeah. It's going to be whatever they can get. And whether or not – this may be part of it, too. Keep this in mind. 
they may ultimately have some sort of a deal with the team. And again, I'm speculating here, just throwing out ideas, things to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. There could be a deal that's contingent on a certain player being available when that spot comes up. No doubt. That, hey, Tennessee, we'll give you Richard Sherman for the 18th overall pick, but Joe Blow has to be there when we're ready to go. And if he's not, then it's no deal. And, and see, that hinges on a high level of trust, secrecy, discretion, because if that starts getting out, it blows everything up. But if, if there's a team out there that really wants him, they're going to keep yeah. their mouths yeah. shut. And, and everybody's going to keep it quiet, and Richard will keep it quiet if he wants out, and then it all just happens. Well, listen, Joe Blow had a great combine, man. Don't just dismiss him. Joe Blow and Guy Smiley both had He's great combines. Okay? Phenomenal. Mike, you're the man. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. Thank you, pal. Appreciate it. See you, man. You got it. Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, with a few thoughts on the Marshawn Lynch situation, the Richard Sherman situation. Uh, I'm going to come back and give you a few thoughts on the Marshawn story from my perspective, and again, nothing official from anybody on him signing with the Raiders, all kinds of smoke, and you know me, I'm a big believer in the theory shock, man, that where there's smoke, there's a lot of fire. Uh, his agent texted me and said there's no deal yet with the Raiders. Well, Other people reporting no deal yet with the Raiders. For interest, can you say exactly what he sent you? Because did he say no deal yet? I think that actually is an important distinction here. I texted him at 1.15 p.m., would you like me to read it to you verbatim? I think it. what, I said, what he sent back is actually I, what's important. I'll just say, Doug, it's softy. Can you come on with me this afternoon, please? He writes back at 2.05, there is no deal. Okay. Okay? That's what his agent said. All right. But uh, I think it's going to happen at yeah. some point. But I want to come back and talk about the reaction from the Seahawks fan base next as we continue from Jimmy's on first from a Carter Volkswagen studio on the road today, baby, right here on 950 KJR. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now back to Dave Softy Muller, live from the Carter Volkswagen Studios on your home for the 2017 NFL Draft. Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, guys, we're back. That was painful last segment, man. Oh, painful. I spent 15 minutes staring at a cheeseburger. Oh. <laughs> you know, you make an order before the show starts, and, you know, you think, I got 10, 15 minutes easy, and they drop it off within, like, two minutes. So I'm sitting there staring at this freaking thing for Those the jerks. last 20 minutes. Yeah, what the hell? How dare they have fast service here at Jimmy's on first across from Safeco Field, where tonight the Mariners start a three-game series with the Astros with a king on the mound. It's also the... I guess first night for the average Joe uh, with a baseball ticket to watch uh, or to go see the Ken Griffey Jr. statue outside Safeco Field. I think it's a really cool deal that the Mariners are giving away 45,000 of these uh, replica statues today. So really everybody gets one for the most part tonight, unless it's a sellout and somebody shows up late. But we got our own little cool thing going on. You may have heard this sounder that we're running once an hour every hour from 6 until 6 p.m. What's that, Sophie? Uh This one right here. Yeah. 
Now, is that it, or is no. that just practice? No, we're, practice? we are informing okay. the people. Yeah, yeah. You st- look, it's going to happen at some point in the next 29 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But that is not it. So if you're calling right now, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but that was not it. Well, if you want to call and just chat, we can do that. Well, but I if don't... you're calling to sign up for the contest, then you get nothing. Yeah, so. You get nothing. Yeah, this, but is, this is not it. Whenever you hear that sounder, uh, we're doing it from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. Once an hour, every hour for 12 hours a day. We're going to qualify somebody who calls back. All you have to do is be the 12th person to call back. I would say 12th man, but you might be a woman. You might be a female. Yeah, but we're all 12th 12th man, person. Right? If you're a Seahawks fan. If you're, you're a chick, man? are you a 12th man? I think so. I don't know. Let me ask her right here. Are you a Seahawks fan? Are you a Seahawks fan? You're not? Okay. Well, that worked out well. Yeah, thanks for coming by the show. <laughs> Appreciate that. If you were a Seahawks fan, could I say that you're a 12th man? Is that appropriate to say that you're a 12th man if you're a Seahawks fan? That's okay? Even though you're a woman, that's okay? Okay, fine. So it's kind of a generic term is what you're saying. All right, fine. But anyway, when you, when you, when you hear the sounder, be the 12th person to call back at 286-9595. And if you are the 12th person, we're going to throw you into a hat. And then on the 26th of April, which is the Wednesday before the draft, uh, we'll cut it off. And then the next day on the 27th of April, on the first day of the NFL draft at 3 o'clock, we'll announce one name from all the people who called back and give somebody $2,500 in cash, period. Sounds good to me. Apparently, we're not even talking about, like, writing a check. We're literally going to bring $2,500 bills to your office. What if we do it in ones? Period. We are going to get $2,500 bills. uh, (laughs) $2,500 bills is what you're saying. (laughs) Or how about this? How about 250,000 pennies? That'd be actually pretty impressive if we could pull that off. That, let's be honest. That'd okay. be kind of a douche move. It would be kind of a douche move, but that's kind of something that we do here. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did something like that. The lines that. are ringing off the yeah. hook. People yeah. are not paying okay. attention. No, guys, no, no. this is Come not on, guys. Come on. Pay attention. Open your freaking ears for God's sakes. But listen, all this is brought to you by Collingwood Canadian Whiskey. Uniquely crafted, toasted, maplewood finished whiskey. Journey forth. I guess that's their tagline. Journey forth with Collingwood Canadian Whiskey. So when you hear that sounder, again, be the 12th person to call back. We got like a week and a half before this contest. So we're going to run it all the way up until a week from this coming Wednesday. So you literally have like 11 more days to go uh, with this contest. Uh, 11 business days to go before the contest is over on the 27th. We'll give it away at 3 o'clock on the air. So listen for the sounder. Okay, here's my take on the whole Marshawn thing. And we'll talk to Bill Kruger at 420 uh, from Root Sports about the game tonight, the M situation, Kevin Calabro coming up 4 p.m. tonight. And then we'll talk to uh, Griffey uh, at three at uh, 545 this evening. Also, C.J. Nikowski in the 5 o'clock hour from the Rangers broadcast crew. I was a little bit taken aback, to be honest with you, by, and maybe I'm giving the minority way too much credit here, Shockey. That's happened before. Yes, it does. I got a bad habit of doing that. But tuning into the midday show and hearing people talk about Marshawn, like, how dare he play for the Raiders? What the hell? This is bogus. If he's playing for anybody, he should be playing for us. First of all, he's going to go play for the Raiders. His agent texted and said there is no deal with the Raiders, but I think in the end, where there's smoke, there's fire, this guy's going to play for Oakland, and it's a Seahawks fan, I'm totally fine with it. Look, I mean, I said this on the air yesterday, that to me, the much bigger story in Seattle, obviously, is the Sherman thing, because of one really simple reason. He plays for us now. Richard Sherman doesn't play for us. And you know what? If you want to get pissed off at Sherman for not playing for the Seahawks, then get pissed off at the Seahawks for not wanting them back. I mean, if, if, if uh, or, or, or uh, Lynch... If, if Marshawn Lynch decided today, I want to come out of retirement, and if the Seahawks want me to play for them, I'll play for them. Do you think they'd want him back? They wouldn't take him back for $9.5 million, I guarantee you that, for 2017. So this goes both ways, first of all. 
It absolutely goes both ways. Marshawn doesn't want to be here, and the Seahawks don't want him. They're moving on, trying to save some money at the running back spot. They're getting younger. They signed Lacey. They got Rawls and Procise making no money. They'll draft a rookie this year, maybe even two or three of them, and they'll find somebody, hopefully somebody, along with a decent, hopefully decent offensive line. They can give us some semblance of a running game in 2017. But I got, I got no ill will towards Marshawn Lynch at all. As a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. You know, like I said on Twitter, look, this guy gave us the best six years of his professional career. He gave us some of the greatest moments that we've ever seen, not just in Seahawk history, but Seattle sports history. The run against the Saints in the playoff game in 2010. The run against the Cardinals. Beast Quake 2. Down the sideline, up the middle, boom. Grabbing his sack into the end zone. And then the run against the 49ers that actually, to be honest with you, is kind of my favorite run of Marshawn's because of when it came. Where he did the high step thing? Yeah, they're oh. down 10-3 to three against so the great. Niners in the second quarter of the NFC Championship game, and they're going nowhere offensively. And you remember the big block, I think, was from Alvin Bailey on that play. Safety bites, Marshawn takes off, and they score, and the game's tied at 10. People throwing Skittles at him. It just it, They needed that big time. And you think about his impact on this team. You think about the impact on the city. And I'll tell you what, man, Marshawn Lynch, in my opinion, owes us nothing. He's delivered everything that we've asked him to deliver. You can argue he was the most important piece of those back-to-back Super Bowl teams. And from me, from my perspective, if Marshawn Lynch wants to go play for the Raiders or join the circus, Marshawn Lynch can do whatever the hell he wants to do because he's done everything we've asked him to do in the city of Seattle. I got no problem with this. He wants to go do it, fine. And, and you know, Kevin, you know what? If the Seahawks play the Raiders in the Super Bowl, I hope somebody breaks his face in that game because he's playing for the opponent. But I'll tell yeah. you what else you should be rooting for as a Seahawks fan. If he does uh, go and play for the Raiders, which I think he will, he's about 900 yards, 890 and change, whatever it is, away from 10,000, mm-hmm. okay? So if, if Marshawn Lynch can pass that 10,000-yard barrier, uh, not that that is some you know magic number that Hall of Fame running backs have to get to, but if he gets to 10,000 yards and he he helps the Raiders to a playoff spot and maybe does some damage in the postseason and for a football team that last year was 9-2 and two at one point and then Derek Carr goes down, if they make the Super Bowl, which is certainly possible if Derek Carr is healthy and Marshawn Lynch is a big reason why, you absolutely could see Marshawn Lynch one day find his way into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's a borderline guy as it is. Yep. But if he comes back and takes Oakland to a Super Bowl, I mean, you think about a scenario, man, where they could win a championship and then leave a year later for Las Vegas, which would be an unbelievable way for them to go out. But if you're a Seahawks fan and you really want to see that number 24 hang from the rafters, get him in the Hall of Fame, and it makes the Seahawks' case a lot easier. You, you know, it's it's funny. One of the things that I, that I had thought about, it was – was I think I saw someone say it, it's like a marriage that ended. Mm-hmm. I don't even think. I mean, I no, think it's not that no. either. Look, yeah, he's coming you, back they, here one day. They had a they had a great relationship. Of course, while it worked. Of course, and now it's time to go. Yeah, that's just yeah. Look, it both sides are. It's not even. There's there's a sadness to the end of a marriage. Yeah, there's there doesn't have to be any sadness to this whatsoever. And well, I I don't. I it's just. That's the point that they're at, and the both both parties are just at that point in yeah, their lives yeah, now. Yeah, they don't they, they they don't want each other anymore, and and that's fine. I mean, hell, if you would have told me in September of 2010, what what week was it when the Seahawks traded for Marshawn? Like week four or five, whatever uh, it was. It was yeah, between four and six. Yeah, it was like, like yeah. it was yeah, it was relatively early in the year. I remember I was at Dino's doing a doing a uh, doing a show down there, 
and they trade for Marshawn Lynch. If you would have told me on September 1st of 2010, okay, Softy, here's the deal. Seahawks are going to trade for a guy who's going to become the greatest running back in Seahawks history. He's going to give you some of the all-time great moments in franchise history. He's going to be one of the premier running backs in the NFL for a four-year period. He'll score more touchdowns, I think more touchdowns, than any other running back in football over that span. He's going to be the backbone and the freaking spine to back-to-back Super Bowl teams. His attitude's going to rub off on everybody. He's going to be a fan favorite. You're going to win one of them, by the way, and break the curse. But the price you got to pay is in the end, maybe the Hawks will get tired of him and maybe he'll get tired of the Seahawks and he'll move on, retire, and then come out of retirement a year later and play for the Raiders. you turn that down. You would turn that down. Really. You would turn that down. If you would turn that down, shut off the radio, throw your radio into the garbage, and please do me a favor, do something else with your life. Because whatever you're doing right now is not productive for you. Yeah. That's ridiculous. There's nobody who would turn. I mean, this this turned out. Kevin, first of all, that deal that I just described there, uh-huh. everybody would take it. But the, but the whole thing, the whole Marshawn era when they made. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No that trade in 2010 turned out better than everybody could have expected. Anybody. Yeah. There's nobody. I mean, hell, not even John Schneider. Not even Pete Carroll. A guy who was born with a rainbow up his tuchus. Not even Pete Carroll could have predicted that things would have gone that well with Marshawn Lynch. There's no way they thought this was going to happen with Marshawn. I think maybe they hoped it would, but nobody thought it would be this good and this successful, and they'd have that kind of production from him. So, look, it's all good for me, dude. He wants to go play for the Raiders, his hometown team, before they take off for Vegas. Great. Happy for him, whatever. Rooting for him like mad until they play the Seahawks. Then the hell with him because he's an opponent. But (laughs) I just think from a Seahawks fan's perspective, this guy has done so much for this town. He can do whatever the heck he wants. Whatever he wants. He owes us nothing because he delivered on everything. We're going to break. Uh, 340. We'll get some of your thoughts on the Marshawn story. Are you you finding yourself upset as a Seahawks fan that Marshawn may go play for the Raiders? Uh, you happy for him? You don't care? We'll give you the results of our Twitter poll as well. But I want to get some of your thoughts on this next segment. Your take as a Hawk fan on Marshawn Lynch going to play for the Raiders. Are you okay with that? Or do you find yourself a little PO'd about it? We'll get some of your thoughts next on 950 KJR. Now back to Dave Softy Muller, live from the Carter Volkswagen Studios on your home for the 2017 NFL Draft. Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, guys. Keep an ear out for that sounder got to happen between now and four o'clock in the next 12 minutes somebody mm. is going to walk away with a chance at twenty five hundred dollars courtesy of collingwood canadian whiskey journey fourth bill Kruger will join us at 420 on the radio show uh if you missed our conversation with mike florio from profootballtalk.com the nfl and nbc uh way back in the three o'clock segment which was like a half an hour ago uh you'll hear it at 5 p.m tonight and then we'll hear from the man himself the man of the hour tonight ken griffey jr uh, at 5.45 tonight. Let's go to the phone lines. Get your thoughts on the whole Marshawn story. Uh, I put a Twitter poll out. I put a Twitter poll out oh. earlier today. Uh, maybe I should have had it up before I mentioned it, by did the way. Did you do a tweet? I did a tweet. I did a, I did a Facebook. 
I put a, a, uh, a tweet on Twitter uh, asking people, Marshawn going to the Raiders makes you A, happy for him, B, angry, C, don't care. 94% voted either A, happy for him, or C, don't care. 6% said it makes him angry. How many people say okay. happy for him? Uh, 60% said happy for him, 34% said don't care, and that's uh, almost 1,000 votes in the last couple hours, by the way. So most people, I think, get it, but maybe there's some folks out there that are up in arms that, damn it, if Marshawn's going to play for anybody, he better be playing for us. Uh, Carl in Tacoma, uh, you're on line one. Carl, go ahead, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Southwood. Hey, I want to tell Marshawn thank you. The same way I'd say thank you to the Largents, the Zorns, the Craig. The Okuns, the Kennedys, I just want to say thank you. I mean, as a true NFL Seahawks fan, all the memories that all these players have given us over the decades, thank you. And my personal belief is, as I've told other people, I believe Marshawn is the number one reason why Russell Wilson was able to develop into the quarterback he is today. Thank you, Marshawn. Thank you, all the other players who have played for us in the past, like the Easleys. Thank you. Well, that's the thing, Carl, is really, uh, and you know what, I appreciate the call. Uh, Outside of the last half of the 2015 season, we really have not seen Russell Wilson thrive without a real running game. Uh, Didn't have one a year ago, and obviously a big reason why he wasn't thriving is because he was hurt the entire season. But I'm curious to see if Russell Wilson can take that next step. And I think Carl's exactly right that, look, man, in the end, the way the Marshawn thing ended, was it a good deal for Seahawks fans? Did it work out for us having Marshawn here for six years? I'd say so. Despite the way the whole Griffey thing ended going to Cincinnati in 2000, did it work out for Mariner fans? Was that a good deal for us? I'd say so. Despite Gary Payton going to Milwaukee, did that turn out to be a good deal for us? The way the Sean Kemp thing ended for us, was that a good deal for Sonic fans? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Brian's in, uh, in Ording on line two. You're on the show, Brian. What's happening, pal? Hey, how's it going, Softy? So I'm a little sad to see him going. Um, I want him to finish as a Sonic. I mean, as a Seahawk, wrong team. Uh, That'd be great if he could finish as a Sonic. I'd take that. Like like Romo finishing as a Maverick, uh, that'd be be sweet. I'd love that. Oh, yeah, I'll take that in a heartbeat. But my problem is, I mean, if it's any other team but Oakland, I would be angry. Mm. It's that simple. I understand the Oakland Oakland thing just because that's his home. Right. But at the same time, he was our identity, and I wanted him to finish with our identity. So I'm okay with it just because of Oakland. But when I heard New England, yeah. I was like, oh, hell no. I hope they block that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know if the Hawks would have blocked it, to be honest with you, because the only way they could have blocked it is by taking Marshawn back and paying him $9 bucks. I mean, Brian, for as much as you and I both love Marshawn, and we, there's a lot of reasons to love him, honestly, at the age of 31, he'll be 31 in, like, what, eight or nine days from now, would you have taken Marshawn Lynch back for $9.5 million at the age of 31? Next season. If you gave me even a fourth, fifth Marshawn Lynch, so 80% of what he did for us, mm. I would take it. Okay. And do you think you'd get that at the age of 31? Honestly? I think so. I think so. With a year off, I think he rehabbed his body. I don't think he's a guy who just didn't pay attention to himself for the last year. Yeah. I think we would get it out of him. Um, with the committee that you'd have with Eddie Lacy and all those guys, I think you could get it out of him. Well, you've seen him on TV, right, on the the Bear Grylls show, and you've seen him on some other quirky things he's been doing. He doesn't look like a guy that's gotten out of shape to me. 
at all. No, I mean, I think he's got it in him. So let's say he basically does half load for the first half of the season, mm-hmm. and then you load him up the second half. I think he could take that. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I mean, maybe you're right. I just think, you know, he's going to have some issues at the age of 31. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, Brian, that he's, you know, he, uh, he uh, took a year off, so he's got a bit more tread left on the tire. He's a 31-year-old guy, but... Maybe by NFL standards, he's got a 30-year-old body, so maybe he does have one more year, good, uh, you know, good year left in him. And Kevin, I was asking you yesterday when the Raiders let Latavius Murray walk. I think some of us were maybe a bit surprised that they let him go. You think they let Latavius Murray walk because they knew they had something brewing with Marshawn Lynch? I mean, the. You would hope that they would have some sort of plan. I mean, it's not very smart to just let guys that are good go for nothing. So yep. I. I I don't know that they would have known that they had something, but at least they had an inkling that that might happen, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Tommy's in Puyallup. Tommy, you're on the air on line three. Go ahead, man. How are you? Oh, pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. I just saw a couple things real quick. Before we give uh, Marshawn Lynch a cape and an S on his chest, I want to remind you about a running back you had back in 2005. Ran for almost 1,900 yards and won the MVP. That was incredible right there. I wouldn't trade that for any of one year Marshawn Lynch had up here. And uh, one more another thing, if Vegas gave you a million dollars to take over and under on how many games will, will Marshawn Lynch start yeah. next year, you yeah. have to come within one game of that, what would that be? Well, what's the over-under? What's the number? I'm and then I'll tell you. you. They ask you to. They want you to pick the number of the over-under yeah. for a million dollars come within one game. He'll start. 13, 13 maybe, 12, 13, 12 and a half, 13 and a half. Yeah, something. I mean, I think he's going to miss a game or two. Likely uh, at the age of 31. I mean, how many, I don't know, Tommy, I have to look it up. How many 31-year-old running backs start 16 games in the NFL? I don't know the answer to that. Eleven games. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. and and, mean, and Tommy. By the way, uh, your 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 whole thing on Sean. Uh, nobody uh-huh. is as big a fan of Sean as I am. Okay, because this is a guy that okay. takes a lot of heat from a lot of people that they, they they thought he was soft. Only reason why he was any good is because he ran behind Hutch and Walter Jones and Robbie Tobeck. And I'm not one of those guys. I think Sean Alexander is one of the great players in Seahawks history. I just think Marshawn in his prime was better. That's all. Okay, I'll live with that. I'll live with that. Great. Thank you. I can now sleep at night, Tommy, because you agree with that. I was all concerned. I was freaked out that maybe you disagreed. I was, I was, I was scared about no. that. I thought that was the transmission of that season no. back there in 2005. No, dude. I really thought he... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, look, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, to me, is the greatest running back in Seahawks history. I mean, you tell me, in their prime, honestly, when they're healthy... Who would you rather have had running the ball if everything's equal? Meaning you can put Sean behind Walt and Hutch, or you can put Marshawn Lynch in his prime behind Walt and Hutch. I would take Marshawn Lynch. That's no slam on Sean Alexander. He's the damn all-time leading rusher, and he's got more rushing touchdowns than anybody in franchise history. He won the MVP. He was a phenomenal player that year, but I just think in his prime when he's healthy, Marshawn's a better player. Well, I think their defense was afraid of the quarterback going one way, and he, you know, when you keep their defense guessing, yeah, it opened up yeah. some holes for him. He was a great yeah. running back, but, you know, I, I, with the headache, go to Oakland. Good luck, buddy. You All right, man. And if he goes to the Hall of Fame, who does he go in the Hall of Fame as? Yeah, they don't do that in the NFL. People keep talking about, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame as a Hawk. They, he'll go to the Hall of Fame as Marshawn Lynch unless he tattoos the name Seahawks on his face. There's no, there's no uniforms in the uh, in the NFL Hall of Fame or the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They just get their bus. Uh, I'm not sure what the Hockey Hall of Fame does or what the NBA or the uh, Pro Basketball Hall of Fame does. I think basketball is the same way as football, but there's no going into the Hall of Fame as a Seahawk or a Raider or a Bill. 
But if they did do that, yeah, he spent the majority of his career in Seattle. What it does for us is it just justifies, again, putting that 24 up there next to Cortez Walter and Steve Largent if he does make the Hall of Fame. All right, 356. We'll get a break. Uh, headlines coming up top of the hour from Safeco Field. Bill Kruger at 420. We got a lot to get to, man. Mike Florio coming up. Ken Griffey Jr. coming up. C.J. Nekowski coming up. All live from Jimmy's, the mobile Carter Volkswagen studio across from Safeco Field today right here on 950 KJR. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.